Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the darkest timeline, and uh, whew, have I got a doozy for you? It's just, it's just long. It's just, just real long. Um, we're talking about changing calories from lots of calories to not so many calories. Getting out of bed versus not getting out of bed. The end of climbing. Memory and life. There's TV, stand-up specials, and plenty of VR games, but not much else in the way of entertainment. So if you're here for a movie review, sorry. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. Big one there is share the podcast around. Uh, it's a it's a big thing for podcasting, word of mouth, and uh, you know. It'd mean a lot if you could pass the podcast on to somebody. Right, anyway, let's get started. Here we go. This is Cookie Cast, The Darkest Timeline. Hello. How you doing? You well? You good? As always, I have to presume that uh, the answer to all of those questions is yes. Otherwise, you know, get in touch. Let's chat. Um, and I'm not sure why it is that I feel necessary to break down the podcast I'm about to do. I don't know why I've done that for X amount of time. I was literally just sat trying to work out how many years... I believe I've just put this down as the 200th and 240th um, Darkest Timeline podcast. And I was like, oh, it must mean it's closing in on five years. And then I started trying to do the maths and got a little lost, which just shows how much of an idiot I am. Um, yeah, closing in on five years. Um not of podcasting. I think that's more like six. Um, but as as we've noticed more recently, I have that whole here's the stuff that's in the podcast that I'm about to record. Uh, anyway, there's a variety of different things this week, ranging from good, bad, and everything in between. A um, little bit, little bit of TV, no movies. Well, I've got this really weird thing at the moment. Big pile of movies. No time to watch them. Don't actually know where I'm supposed to fit these movies in. It's really weird. Um, and loads of computer games. So if you're here for computer games, you're in luck. Um, so... What will seem even weirder is right now it's like a week into the new year. So, like three weeks since Christmas. Um, but the first thing of the week is to talk about something that was from just after Christmas. <sighs> Seems weird to me. It's going to seem even weirder to you at the back end of January. But anyway. 
Um, so, oh, in fact, let me get a drink. I'm not going anywhere. I'm just turning around. Orange squash. Ladies and gentlemen, don't. Don't buy orange squash. Nobody needs orange squash. Nobody likes orange squash. It's fine, because I'm going to offset it with a non-alcoholic Guinness. Anyway. Um, so, last week I spoke about having that sort of, that week after Christmas, where it's very much a, uh, well, I managed to get to Christmas and be, you know, pretty much the lowest weight all of the entire year. Christmas comes and it's like, right, well, you know, I worked relatively hard throughout the year. Now it's time to go crazy and eat absolutely everything. Um, mince, pie, mince pies for breakfast. That was a good one. Um, so... Um, yeah, so the week after, like that week between Christmas and New Year, it was, it was free, free rain, uh, in this house, um, and I think I probably discussed about the fact that I put on some weight, um, and, you know, New Year comes and goes, New Year, New Year, New Me, mm, no, just same old, same old, innit? Uh, but you just, or for me anyway, you just rein it in a little bit. Um, so that is the way it's been. Um, but the thing I wanted to talk about was what it looks like from a, um exercise perspective. Um, I don't think, personally, I quite eat right for, like, exercise purposes. Um, the, the, the biggest issue I have is, um, the possibility that I, you know, that I may, I'm not saying this is definitely a thing, but I may actually, um, work out too much for the amount I eat. Um, if you look at, like, I'll give you an example, like a like a Wednesday. Um, know, what's going on here? I was trying to get some, some heat. Is it this one? Is it this one? Oh, man. No. Is it this one? Yeah, there we go. Sorry, that was a complete, a complete aside. Uh, I can't feel my hands. I've got this problem with my hands at the moment. Um. So. Um. Yeah, there's, there's often been this thing of there's the po the possibility that I don't eat enough. For the amount I work out, and the amount I work out is that um, on a Wednesday, get up at quarter to six, six o'clock sort of time, go out the door, um, climb for an hour, come home, 
um, there'll be a point in time where I walk the dog, then it's like, come lunchtime, it's just treadmill, workout, um, I'm backwards and forwards, like, doing school runs, um, then there's another dog walk, and by the end of the day, it's like, okay, that was the day, and, and on those days, because it's busy, probably don't eat in the right time slots, and don't necessarily eat enough for the amount that's being done. Um, so, there are times when um, I've gone with the, oh, I've got this big workout, and I've got this run to do, and I've got this, I don't know to do. So, I should load up on calories. So, it's like, you know, uh, protein for breakfast, um, like that sort of stuff. Um, so... Obviously, your body gets used to it. My, my week, my days are very much like, on this day I eat this, and on that day I eat that, and at lunchtime I eat that, and at breakfast I eat that. And and your body's your own its own worst enemy because it gets used to things and then stops working the way it's supposed to. Um, so there's this thing of, you know, maybe not eating the right stuff at the right times. So... Jumping back again to what I was saying about the fact that there's that week of just, you know, eat everything sort of situation. Um, I've noticed before, if there's an increase of calories, how that affects things like running, working out. Um, more recently, and with what I'm talking about here, uh, how it can affect, like... Climb. So anything, anything energetic, anything that requires strength or energy or whatever, increase of calories, calories equals energy. Energy is, you know, available to output. Um, I think we can all, you know, we can all understand the principle of, oh my God, I don't want to go out the door and run or go and do whatever exercise thing it is oh man I could really do without having to work out at this point in time or even today sort of thing um you know who wants to get up at quarter to six and go out the door in the dark to go and climb up a wall you know all of that if you increase calories and let's face it past the required amount for a standard day or week. It's a lot of excess energy. A lot of excess calories, a lot of excess energy. So what I was finding was oh, I went in the gym and I had an absolute monster workout. I was slinging the weights around, doing extra sets, doing extra reps. Oh my God, you know, this is fantastic. This is wonderful. This is amazing. Oh, I got on the treadmill and when it was saying that I should have been doing a six, I was doing a 7.5, and when it was saying I should have been doing an 8, I was doing an 8.5. And this incline, you know, and like, oh, I've got out the door to run, and I was supposed to just run around the block, but I've run further. And noticing that difference, and you kind of do that, oh, you know, maybe it's a good thing. Obviously, when you step on the scales a week later and go, oh, my word, look how much weight I put on. Obviously, it's not a good thing. 
And you can look at the fact that, you know, there are these fitness influencers. Oh, now I feel like I need a shower. Who go on to places like Instagram and places like that and go, here's what I eat in a day. And I always think the same thing. I always think, although the meals you are eating, uh, what you would consider to be super clean, you've had nine of them. I There was there was one I saw, one I saw the other day where the, the, halfway through the video, it went, this is what I eat pre-workout. And then the next thing was, this is what I eat post-workout. And I'm like, unless you're in the gym for three hours, which... I've done before and I understand the principle. Pre and post workout meals. And I'm not, we're not talking this person had a protein bar. We're talking a full blown meal. I think the pre workout meal was like porridge, blueberries, and there was something else. And I can't remember what the other thing was. And I was like, I mean that's a meal. That's not that's not a snack. That's not an like a like an energy boost of whatever description. That's a meal. That's X percentage of people's breakfast. But then the post workout meal, which I can't remember any of, all I remember of was like going, that's also a meal. So, obviously the principle being is that you should be eating, for want of a better way of putting it, a lot, exercising a lot, and what you eat is clean. That's the principle, that's the idea, that's, you know. And to say, I know like somebody would get hold of what I've just said there and go, well, you shouldn't ever be eating a lot. Obviously... What I mean by that is a lot of, like, the little and often principle um, type thing. So, you know, eat nine meals that are small and clean food. That that sort of thing. That's what I mean. I don't don't want to offend. Um, So, going back again. Going back in time again. So you've got the week where I was like, I'll eat this, I'll eat that, I'll eat the other, I'll have this mince pie. Um, oh, a little bit of Yule log. Nom, 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 nom. So, I'm in the gym and I'm lifting the weights. I'm like, whoa, look at this. Whoa, yeah. And I'm on the treadmill and I go out for my run and I go climbing and everything is great, fantastic, wonderful. And like I said, until I stepped on the scales. Jump forward another week. So we've had New Year, and now it's New Year, New Me. Well, no, it's just New Year, let's get back at it. And, you know, there are those times throughout the year where you're a little bit more relaxed than you should be when you're as overweight as I am. Um, So you're like, well, you know, I just need to rein it back in. Let's cut that out and let's, you know... Let's fast here and not eat this and, you know, all that sort of stuff. 
So, going from a lot of calories to a lot less calories. Noticing the difference in the gym was not what I expected. So what I expected was, I can't lift this. I can't do another set. I can't do another rep. I can't run at that speed. None of that happened. Um, the one, and I know it's, I know it's uh, a focus and whatever. The one I did notice a difference with was, uh, was the climbing side of things. Um, just that little bit less able to do stuff that I'd been able to do um, previously or, pre- or, you know, a week earlier or whatever. Something I did notice as being a difference was doing a variety of different exercises and getting the fit, like physical shakes. Now, I've experienced the shakes before from points in time where you go oh it's four o'clock on a saturday afternoon i'm just going to look at what i've eaten today okay i've had um four coffees and about 150 calories worth of fruit crackers i have also run four and a half miles done 90 minutes of climbing, done a workout, walked the dog at 6 o'clock in the morning. That's probably not enough. And that probably explains why my body is literally shaking to the point of, like, vibrating. Um, It's nothing new to me. It's not a new experience. But in the space of a week to experience it three four five times in a week that was a very different experience and it was a bit like oh man um so yeah and ultimately somewhere in the middle of all that is the sweet spot somewhere in the middle of all that is this is the uh, exact amount of food slash calories slash protein, fats, and carbs that you need to eat for what you're doing. Unfortunately, for me, um, and anybody listening to this right now, I don't know what that is. Um, It's an oldie but a goodie, ladies and gents, um, where we're talking about... um, not getting up versus getting up. As I, as I say, not a new subject for the podcast. Um, however, um, a subject that's come up quite a bit recently. Um, again, post-Christmas, post-New Year, post-festivities, post Short version, point in time where maybe you don't have to get up on that day at that time, i.e. going to work. Um, But, also not the case. Um, I was saying earlier today, this evening, I was saying, you know, there are no days when I don't have to get up. Um, But, obviously you've got a little bit of leeway with these things. Oh, if I get up at... Quarter to six, it means I can do this. But if I get up at six, 
well, it's 15 minutes more sleep. Boom. And I can still probably get what I need to get done. Done. So, that's what we're talking about. That bit of leeway type of thing. So... I had these variety, this variety of like days, mornings, whatever, where I'd get up and like, oh, I'll get up and go to the toilet. It's like, you know, it's 10 to 6, I'll get up and go to the toilet. By the time you've got out of bed, walked into the bathroom, gone to the toilet and come back, you're going like, oh, I'm, I'm quite awake. Oh, you know, I'm, I feel quite rested and refreshed and relaxed. And, and you start doing the, oh, maybe if I get up now... I can get a jump on the day and I can get this done and that done and the other done. And we all know that whole, yes, but if I get back into bed, I can have some more sleep. (laughs) Then you've got the times of where you just like, the alarm goes off, you get out of bed, turn the alarm off, get back into bed. Because let's face it, well, you didn't actually have to be up at that point in time. You had to be up, you know. At another point in time, and uh, that sort of thing. Um, however, uh, I've reached a point recently where I think I've 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 truly seen all the benefits. I see all the benefits to getting up. Um, I was listening to a podcast today where I was like, maybe it's time to just to just commit to doing it as a rule. Um, and there was a day last week where I, uh, nine o'clock in the evening, I was like, I need to go to bed. And Leon's like, why don't you go to bed? I'm like, well, I can't go to bed. It's you know, I just can't do that. That's not who I am. But every part of me, every part of my being, was like. You need to go to bed. And I'm like, but I can't. That's impossible. I couldn't possibly do that. Um, but, like I say, with this sort of more relaxed time of year, or last year, or whatever, however you want to put it, there has been that element of, oh, I should get up at this time. Every single time you get out of bed when you're supposed to, everything goes better smoother you've just got that that bit more leeway every time you don't get out of bed when you're supposed to or even later than you're supposed to everything's worse from that point on and there's that whole theory of to get an extra 15 minutes sleep you're not actually getting an extra 15 minutes sleep because it's not restful sleep and if you're awake enough to get up out of bed at six o'clock in the morning to go to the toilet then that is the point in time that you are awake enough to get the day started so that's what you should be doing um but yeah there's been this real sort of i feel like i'm on the cusp cusp of um, making that decision to to just get up, but <laughs> and this might sound a little strange. I am aware of this, but I'm going to say it anyway. P- 
part of me thinks and feels that it's like an old person. <laughs> it's like an old person thing to do. Like I've reached that point where I, I where I can no longer benefit from staying in bed, and I I have reached a point where I'm like, maybe the benefit is from getting up and getting on with the day. <laughs> but there's this part of my brain that goes, "That's such an old person thing to do," and I think it's the part of my uh, the part of my brain that forgets that I am a, a, an old person, not not old old, but you know. 43 is not exactly young, is it? So, yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. Right, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna mark this uh, mark this point in time. We'll see what happens in the morning because I've got two options for the morning. One is get up early, get the day started, has a particular benefit. The other is don't get up quote-unquote early but get up at a particular time to do a different set of things that are equally as important which will he choose i haven't committed to either as well i was asked which are you going to do and i was like i don't know right now let's find out in the morning oh i love living love living dangerously that's right, ladies and gents. That's the level of danger that I have in my life these days. Yikes. So. I had a, I had a situation last Wednesday. Um, got up early in the morning. Um, and I went off to climbing, as always. Got there with a reasonable... Time to spare, etc., etc. Um, I'm questioning myself now, and it's completely redundant because part of me is like, "It wasn't Wednesday; it was Thursday." What difference does it make? One day last week, I get up and I go to climbing, and um, I get, I get after it. I get, get, get the climbing done. Um, However, getting after it and getting the climbing done were two things that I didn't do. Um, I've been having these uh, these sort of real difficulties recently, um, which is a lot to do with like standing around, not standing around in that sense, but standing in the in the place, looking around and going, um, "Hey, there's a climb that I used to be able to do that I can't do now. A route." Uh, there's one that I can do, there's one that I can do, there's one I can do. Oh, I can't do that one any, anymore. Um, oh, look, there's a really weird one that there's no part of me that should be able to do that. But I can, yet I can't do the one on the other side, which is technically easier. Uh, there's another one I can't do. Uh, there's a, a one on the next colour up that I can't do. There's one there that requires me to do like a twisting motion with with my hips that I can't do. Hey, there's the one where you have to hang upside down, which I can do a lot more than I imagine anybody would expect me to be able to, but I can't do it. Um, 
And I got into this this super funk, this proper like, what am I doing? Why am I here? What is this? Now, if you've been listening to the podcast a lot recently, this isn't this isn't the first time this has happened. This isn't the first time this has come up. This is pretty much a weekly thing. So I'm looking around and I'm like, why? Am I here? I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be doing this. This is a ridiculous concept. I was like, this is it for me. This is now the the, the point in time where I make the decision to, to stop coming. Um, and it's not for me. I can't progress. I can't get any further. It's just, it's time to just realize my limitations, where my limitations are set and they are set below where I need to be to do this so that's the end of this and I'm kind of okay with that because I can't push myself past my comfort zone any more than I than I have and if I can't do this activity then I shouldn't be here and I shouldn't be doing it so that was that and then I started getting quite emotional about and it was the weird, it was this weird thing. I, I was transported through time back to maths at school. And I remember a time when I was at school, in secondary school, more often than like primary school. I think primary school you've got a lot more leeway. Uh, but once you hit secondary school, you're either good or you're not that's that's as simple as it as it comes especially in the 90s you were either hey this kid can do it or hey this kid can't hey this guy's going places or this guy's going to mcdonald's to flip burgers not that going to mcdonald's is a bad job thing to do i've been there done it um but in those days you either had prospects or you didn't and that was it Nowadays, I think there's a lot more around, hey, you you strike us as somebody that may not find this as easy as the person you are sitting next to. Let's find a way to change that. Every, you know, no child left behind. Um, in the 90s, they were more than happy to let you, you know, rot in a corner somewhere because you were of literally no use to them or anyone else. So we'd learn new things in maths. Now, it took X number of years later for someone to go, hey, you might be dyslexic because you can't do anything. You can't spell, you can't write, you can't read. And you should be able to do all of those things by the by this age. So, yeah. Why has nobody picked that one up? So... In maths, around about the time that I was just about getting something, the subject matter would change and learn something new. So I'd be in a room with 30 other people, 30 other children, and we'd learn something new. And 20 of those children would get that new thing. And five of those children would be beyond that level. They'd get it and they'd move on. And 20 children would get it and do it. 
And then there'd be the five children who went, I don't understand what you mean. I don't understand the language you're speaking. How am I ever supposed to be able to do any of this? Those five children would get the teacher come and say, oh, you don't seem to be able to do it. What What's wrong? How can we help? What do you need? And I would be one of those children. I'd be going, I don't understand. I think you might actually be talking in a different language. And all right, okay. And, and they'd try and explain it a different way. Let's explain it a different way. Oh, okay. Yeah, that doesn't help me either. I still don't understand. All right, okay. Well, what about this? How about this? Let's look at it this way. You've got this, and and if you've got that, then the answer's this. It's like, nope, still, still not getting it. And I'd start to get flustered, and I'd start to get all like, oh no, I'm getting left behind, and I don't know what to do, and all that. And then start to get emotional. So, the the emotional side of it would then start to bubble up and rise. But then, as mentioned, you're in a classroom with 30 children who are all absolute savages, and the moment they smell blood in the water, that's that's the end of you. And that could be the end of you for the rest of your school career, etc., etc. So, you have to push that emotion down. Push it all down. Not show any weakness, not show any emotion. Fast forward 30 years, and there's me again in this place where I'm going, oh my word, it's the same exact thing. I'm looking at this subject as it's written in a foreign language. It's a puzzle that you solve with your body, with your physicality. I have a body that is three sizes too big, and my physicality cannot move that object the way it's supposed to move. And I was just having this almost like a mental breakdown. And I started getting emotional. And I'm like, I've got to push all these emotions down because although I'm not in a room with 30 other people trying to do the same thing, I am in a room with I think I think it was one of those days where I'm in the room with like four four to ten other people who are trying to do various things, who from my perspective are all better than me and can all do it and they get it and I don't. So that was it for me. I made the decision there and then. I can't do this. And I don't think I'm ever going to be able to. So it's time. It's time to admit that and move on. Oh, and by the way, this is not in any way, shape, or form me setting up the the bait and switch where I tell you that I managed to do a really difficult climb. And, and I reinvigorated my love of climbing. No, that's not coming. Just so we're clear. So I did my climbing. I left climbing. And as I was leaving, I was like, I think this is me done. And I think that I'm okay with that. And I saw the the path of the other people in my life that do this activity. I saw um, 
Leanne moving on to doing bigger and better things and coming home and telling me about how she attempted this um, a black a black route and managed to do it and a, and a green and a pink and all this and how my eldest would eventually start telling me the same sort of thing you know she attempted a black and she finished you know she finished that one and, and the realization that. I was then just going to have to be a spectator from that point on. And again, I was fine with that. I was just like, okay, I can I can do that. I can be that person. I can I can cheer for them on the side and all of that. Um and I came home and it was like, oh, you know, how did you get on a climbing today? And I was like, I think I am done with climbing. I don't think I need to go anymore. Um, and I don't think I'm I'm going to ever be able to achieve anything. So I'm okay with being done. And it was put to me like, oh, so you're fine watching everyone else succeed at this. And I was like, I am, yes. Um, now, the bait and switch is this. I have been climbing since then. I went on Saturday. And I didn't really achieve all that much. Who knows what's going to come of the next, you know, at this point in time, I'm like two days away from going again. And let's face it, I think we both know I ain't, I ain't going to be achieving shit when I go. So, oh, but here's the, here's the kicker, here's the best one. I scanned in to climbing on Saturday and an alarm went off. And I went, what? What the hell's that? And the guy said, oh, it's fine, it's okay. You've still got a couple of days left on your membership. And I went, oh, wow, it's like that was all, you know, written in the stars. Because I'm now like, well, I don't want to have to pay for it if I don't want to do it anymore. So maybe it's all, and this was what I was saying, I was like, maybe the whole thing is a sign that realistically it's all just come to an end. The membership's come to an end. My my ability has come to an end. Maybe that's what I'm being told. Um, so I came, I came out. How was climbing? It was the worst. And I don't want to do it anymore. And I think I'm done. Um, and oh, you know, you'll regret it. And all this. And I'm like, uh -huh, I'm sure. And then I slipped... <laughs> very heavily into a very deep depression i didn't want to speak to anyone i didn't want to have any form of conversation i didn't want to interact with anybody in my family i was just like i i, I want you to leave me alone which was great because i then had to spend you know x amount of time with my family um it was rough, to say the least. Um, been having a bit of a uh, a bit of a, a problem in the house recently. Um, something I have dealt with before. Something that I do not want to have to deal with 
uh, at any point in time, but uh, something that has has reared its ugly head again. Um, my youngest daughter has reached a point in time where, um, for whatever reason, this is this isn't a blame culture, ladies and gents, um, but she has been um, lying. Um, so, in a very short space of time, I've been going through a lot of this. Um, ask, if she's asked a question, ra- rather than saying, I don't know the answer, or saying, I'm really sorry, I, I wasn't listening, or saying, like, I don't, I don't know what you want me to say, rather than saying any of those things, instead, what she's been saying is just anything that comes into her head and that may not seem that bad on the surface but there are situations where she'll say rather than saying I don't know rather than saying uh, I don't remember or I wasn't listening she'll say oh well um so-and-so said this. And I'll be like, hmm, that's interesting, because I was there when that happened, and that's absolutely not what was said. So, you know, initially, you had that, oh, you, you shouldn't say that, because that's not what happened. So, don't say something that didn't happen. So that was the first one. A little bit later, a little bit further down the line, a couple of days later. Oh, you know, I, I'm, she's asked a question. One of those situations where you know she doesn't know the answer. You know, you know because she wasn't listening or she didn't hear, she doesn't remember. So in that situation, the answer should be, I'm sorry I didn't hear you. I'm sorry I don't know. Or I'm sorry I can't remember. And instead, what we got was, oh, you said this. And the response is, again, well, I was there, and that person absolutely did not say that. So, that is not true. So now we're falling into the category of that is not true, and another way of looking at that, another way of putting that would be that that is a lie. So you have lied. Why have you done that? I didn't hear. Okay, well, if you didn't hear, you should say that. Don't lie about something. Just say, oh, I didn't hear you. All right, okay. A um, couple of days pass. Um, and there was there was this situation where there was a problem about something. Oh, why is this a problem? Has has somebody said something? Oh, yes. This person said this. And I was like, hang on one flipping minute. Because I can tell you for a fact, that person did not say that. And you saying what you've said is very bad because you are just 
just outwardly lying at this point in time. So, I got quite angry. And I was like, that is that is just, you are now just lying. You are not saying, I don't remember, I don't, I, what, all of those things that I keep going through. You are now just lying. And it reminded me, this is not my first rodeo. Um, I was like, my middle daughter went through this phase at a particular point in time. And I started trying to piece it together. And I was like, I think that my middle daughter was the same age that my youngest daughter is now. And I'm like, oh my word, it's a phase. It's just a point in time where there's like this disconnect in the processing where rather than saying the truth, those things I keep going through, I don't remember, I didn't hear, I, you know, I don't know. It's like, like a mixture of like fear because they know they weren't listening or fear because they know they don't understand and they should, you know, supposedly should or they just don't know the answer. So they then give you the answer they think you want, the answer they think that sounds right, the answer that they think it should be. And it's like, but that's not true. I was like, oh, you know, I've been through this before. It wasn't fun. But I also remember coming out the other side of it. And coming out the other side of it was the point in time where I asked my middle daughter something and I knew that it was an opportunity for her to lie, to not tell the truth. And I could see the, the cogs turning. And then I could see her make that decision to say well I've been told up till this point that I should tell the truth so that's what I'm going to do and that's what happened and and at that point in time she'd gone through that long process of then saying here's the truth and me going okay cool that's great um but yeah not not my favorite phase to be going through and weirdly to be going through it again at this point in time this age to go wow it must it must genuinely be a phase and obviously at this point in time i'm very hopeful that you know i've spoken to my youngest daughter leanne's spoken to her that whole concept of this is why it's not good and just that hope that she can sort of take that on board and learn that and move forward from it. Um, so, yeah, fingers crossed. Because, you know, not ideal. Can't remember whether I, I, I told a story about something that happened on possibly New Year's Day. I think I, now I say that I think I did. So there was possibly there was possibly a story I told about walking the dog, something I do twice a day, sometimes most days, unless I'm not here, and then Leon has to walk the dog. Um, I think it was New Year's Day, and I was walking the dog, and I was walking along, and um, again, you know, saying about getting emotional, I got emotional um because I was having all these sort of 
memories or these sort of reminders about people who aren't here anymore you know it was a new year's day it was going into a new year a year that's gone people that you know i don't i don't know if everybody's like this because i am just me but i carry people with me that are no longer here anymore um family members that aren't here anymore friends that i've lost friends of family that that aren't here anymore um like family that's not my family but family i'm connected to um and so on and so forth and i don't know if it was the connection of it being like say new year's day uh i got quite emotional about people that aren't here um i remember listening to a podcast i think it was uh bert kreischer saying about a, a particular person had passed away and the, at the age that they were at and then going through all the things that those people will never see um because they're not here anymore um and i was having a similar sort of thing i was like you know some of these people haven't been here for um you know nearly 20 years so all the stuff that's happened in the last 20 years that those people never saw never aware of um so like i say it was an emotional time and again i think i covered it previously so we're um tread it we're retreading at this point now i'm not sure if remembering these individual people and giving each of these people their own point in time for me to remember them um maybe triggered my brain to dredge up old memories so i'd be like doing you know going about my life doing my my day doing my whatever and all of a sudden (laughs) my brain would go hey do you remember that time that that thing happened and i'd be like yeah yeah i do yeah i remember that oh that was a good 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 time good memory but just the most random things and just in the middle of doing just standard day-to-day stuff my brain would be like hey do you remember that thing that happened that time i'm like yeah why are we going over this right now i don't know just thought i'd remind you okay (laughs) thanks you're welcome i'll go back to you know keeping you breathing okay thank you been the weirdest like i mean like i say it's like the you know the eighth today not for you it's the eighth but for me it is so we're a week a week to the day into the new year and over the last week i've just been like going about my life going about my day and my brain's been like hey do you remember that thing like uh yeah like that's good like uh okay thanks it's good to know that you still work Mm. 
orange. Um, I had a bit of a about a rough weekend um, off the back of. Um, I think I'd, I think I'd sort of said and I thought I'd sort of alluded and I do a lot of alluding. Um, the previous thing that I just talked about might be a prime example. Um, so I had a rough weekend. Um, life seems to be kicking me in the balls at the moment, um, and doing it when I least expect it. Um, so I had a, I had a whole thing at like around Christmas and that then sparked a load of sort of memories of Christmas you know the ghost of Christmas past which for me as a person that particular has a particular dislike for that time of year for a variety of different reasons it just all ties together but it was very much a here's a point in time where you're supposed to be having a good time and a night time and all that and life just decided to take a square kicking the nuts and I was like great and I dealt with it and I moved on and then the weekend just gone life was like hey do you remember a couple of weeks ago when I kicked you square in the nuts and I was like uh yes ah <laughs> I do remember yes thank you it's like uh well guess what bang it's like, oh, thanks for that. Um, so, yeah, had this sort of rough weekend, uh, big old kick in the stones. Um, and honestly, I had these, this, this two-sided thing where one side of me was going down hard. I was going to be no use to anybody, no use to Man the Beast. Like I say, earlier in the week, I'd gone through this, like, really deep but really rapid depression uh, lasted like a day um and then yeah fast forward to the weekend life's like here's a kick in the balls for you and i am like so 50 percent of me is like this sucks ass this is the worst and the other 50 percent of me was there going okay but you need to get on with stuff, so pull up those, uh, pull those britches up and get the f- on with it. Those two things <laughs> simultaneously do not go together and do. So you've got this whole, oh my god, I feel awful, I feel crap, I feel like everything is the absolute worst right now i don't want to deal with this i don't want to have to have anything to do with this and anyway i've got to get on and i've got to do this and oh i've got that job to do oh i need to be smiley and happy and uh, you know the the jolly and um and uh you know let's have a laugh and a joke and a good time and all of that um which, honestly, is a little bit like split personalities. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, not not ideal. Um, now, this relates to something else. Um, as I don't know if 
many people know or understand or whatever. I have a series of animals that live in my house. Some of them are not... <laughs> I have two cats um, and a dog, and they're all well, Egypt's basically. Um, Two cats are brothers. Apparently, that's a terrible idea. So you know, absolutely the sort of thing I'm going to do. They're brothers. Um, the older one, the older of the two brothers, um, is is the the one that gets bullied by the younger one, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but whatever. The younger one is a bully, and he's real mean to the older one, and um, and it, it's very much one of those. They are both, you know, they're brothers because they're, you know, from the same mother, born at the same time. But it's just the older one was just born. A few minutes before the other. So. They are brothers. And for for want of a better way of putting it. They basically hate each other. Um, And when they're not hating each other. One of them hates me. More than anybody. Anything has hated anything else. But it's okay. Because he loves Leanne. More than anything has loved anything else. So, you know, contrast. Uh, And then there's the other cat. And the other cat... is a bit of a weirdo. So, the other cat... For one of a better way of putting it, he's horrible. He's a bit of an asshole. And he's mean. And he's a bully. And he steals food. And he steals toys. Like like the the other one, the timid one. I say timid. If the dog goes anywhere near him, he, he'll absolutely kick the snot out of the dog. But timid in every other sense. It's a very strange situation. Um The other one's never had a toy. Never had a toy in his entire life. Uh because the 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 bully. Um won't let him have a toy. All toys are his. All food is his. Everything is his. Now then. Somebody once said to me. You hate that cat. And I said. No I don't. You are, you are gravely mistaken. I love that cat. More than. More than a lot of things in this world. That might seem strange. Because I'm always like. Oh, you know, you, you've been sick, or oh, you're mean to your brother, or oh, you've been doing weird things in the middle of the night, and that's annoying, and oh, you stole a Yorkshire pudding. He's got a real thing for Yorkshire puddings. It's very strange. Um, and for all the reasons you could possibly imagine to dislike a cat, I'm not a cat person, I'm a dog person. My dog would maybe disagree about that, but anyway. Um, So, let me explain about this cat. This cat has a very strange trait. And I can already feel myself getting emotional. But I'll try and get through it. This cat has a very strange trait. And this trait is this. 
if he knows that I am sad or upset or depressed, he comes and finds me and tries to make me feel better. And as I say to people, nobody will understand the feelings that I have for this cat because of the fact that he'll just come and be like, you're sad and I need you to not be. So I'm going to do whatever I can to make you not sad anymore. And the, honestly, there are points in time where I, I truly believe that that cat has saved me. Like at the absolute lowest point in my life, at the absolute worst point in time in my life, that cat was there. And that cat was there to to like, as if it was there to look after me. It's like, hey, big guy, I need you to be okay, so what do you need me to do? So, that's a very long-winded way of getting to this story. Sunday morning. I got up Sunday morning. <sighs> Going back to getting up when you're supposed to. Yeah. Anyway, I get up and I've got X number of things that need to be done in X, X amount of time so that I can get on with my day and enjoy the day. So I was like, right, I've got to go and do this and this and this. And I head off into the bathroom. The cat, at this point in time, is eating his breakfast. Now, there is absolutely nothing in this world that is going to get in the way of that animal eating that meal. Nothing. And I walk past and I'm like, oh, you know, there you are eating your breakfast. And all of a sudden, he stopped eating his breakfast. And he's like, I have more important things to do right now. I'm coming with you. And I was like, huh? He's like, I need to come with you. Uh, okay. So off I go into the bathroom and he follows me into the bathroom in the middle of his breakfast. There is, there is, you can't comprehend what that statement means. There is nothing in this world that will get in the way of that animal and a meal. And in the middle of his breakfast is like, I've got a higher calling in life. So I go into the bathroom. He comes into the bathroom and he's just there with me like hey how are you doing you okay what do you need do you need to rub my belly will that help i was like maybe he's like why don't we start with some strokes and we can move to some belly rubs and i was like yeah okay i can get on board with that there's a point in time i'm in the bathroom i'm looking at this cat and i was like you can go if you want i know you're eating your breakfast so i opened the door to the bathroom and he was like nah mate I'm, I'm I'm, doing my higher calling I'm staying here with you I was like okay shut the door so he's like you know what do you need what can I do how can I help you you're sad and I want to make it so that's not the case and I was like thanks I appreciate it and it made me feel like a, like a warm fuzzy feeling which helped me to get on with my day and helped me to get through that dark point in my life and I was like right I need to go in the shower so and I opened the door and he walked out of the bathroom went back to eating his breakfast and that 
that right there is the reason that I love that animal. I, can't, I cannot express how that animal has been there at the lowest points of my life and just been like, I am, I am awful to everyone and everything, but I'm not awful to you right now. Last thing from the week, obviously, you know, back on the gravy train, not gravy, it's gravy's bad. I'm back on the weight loss journey. Um, restricted all the calories, done. Uh, increased exercise, done. And brought back a classic intermittent fasting, doing the old 8 Eight twelve is it? It's supposed to be sixteen hours, so you know, eight o'clock at night, twelve o'clock. Um, I've actually been pushing it a little bit further, so I think I've been doing eighteen hours because I think I've been getting my, all the way through till two. Um, so as we'd expect, we're going to see you know some real, real movement in the weight. Got on the scales this morning. It's Monday, it's weigh day, and uh, yeah. Uh, absolutely lost my shit because uh, I stepped on the scales and the scales were like, eh, nice try. I'm like, uh, what? Like, all right, let's let's be real here. You lost a pound. There. What do you want me to say? I was like, I want you to say I've lost a minimum of three, if not five pounds this week. Scales were like, nah, mate, that's uh, that ain't happening. I was like, okay, okay, maybe you didn't calibrate properly when I turned you on. So I'll give you another chance. You know, we're all we're all on the same page here. Let's let's give it another go. And the scales were like, all right then. And I stepped back on the scales, and they were like, yeah, it's the same, isn't it? And I, yeah, I lost my shit. So look forward to hearing me talk week in week out about how I haven't lost the weight that I was supposed to this week and how that's the worst thing in the world right let's talk entertainment stuff this podcast is running long I knew it was going to be a long one that's what she said um I watched Dave Chappelle's latest stand-up special called Dreamer One of those things, like so many other people, uh, I believe Dave Chappelle has basically just signed a massive deal with Netflix. Um, I believe Kevin Hart has probably done similar. I know, obviously, Adam Sandler did, was it $200 million for X number of movies? And it's, oh, I mean, it must be weekly at this point that he's releasing films on Netflix. Um, anyway... Um, Dave Chappelle's latest stand-up special uh, Obviously You know, the moment it was released Certain people will have gone through it To look for certain Subject matters Certain clips To put them on the internet To talk about how awful and terrible Netflix, Dave Chappelle Etc um, What nobody mentions Is that the joke in question That has been everywhere Is literally the first joke in the special you know, putting it out there on Front Street. I will say these these series of things, they 
They don't connect or relate really in any way, other than they're about the same thing. Um, it was a good special. I, I enjoyed it. I laughed out loud, which, as we know, is always a good sign, especially when you're on your own. <coughs> so, I enjoyed it. It was good, and I laughed. That's pretty much what you want from a stand-up special. However... I will say this, having seen a series of Dave Chappelle stand-up specials on Netflix recently, there was an aspect of potentially going for a bit of a low-hanging fruit aspect in the sense that some of the jokes he was telling, I felt he was just telling off the back of the controversy of his previous specials and certain previous jokes and subject matters um so there was that kind of um that might just be the way i felt about it and maybe that wasn't it but if you start by saying i'm not going to tell a particular subject matter joke maybe sticking to that would be a thing um, but I don't look at comedy the way that other people look at comedy um, I, I come from a different generation of comedy um, you know I will always reference what George Carlin said all those years ago, there were two knobs on a TV, so that shows how many years ago it was. One uh, changes the channel, and one turns it off. If you don't like something, just don't listen to it, or change it to something you do like. Watch what you like, and don't essentially waste your time watching stuff you don't like. Um, somebody told me, I'll give you an example. Somebody told me a joke today. It was not for me, let's put it that way. It was a subject matter that I don't agree with, and that's that. But, knowing the person that told me the joke, I was a bit like, I, I don't expect... <laughs> for want of a better way to put it, I don't expect much more from you <laughs> as a joke teller, so I'll just let that one slide. <laughs> Simple as that. Um, from a TV show perspective, I said that I'd started watching, um, now then, what is it called? I've got Rust to Riches written here, but I think it's, is it called Car Masters? Rust to Riches. Um, I'd been watching series five, um, I have now watched, uh, episode five, six, seven, and eight, which is the, uh, the rest of the series. Um... More of the same, unfortunately. I really... I, I I said to Leon at one point, I was like, I think this show has actually reached the point now where it's unwatchable uh, because they have just gone full-blown reality TV show. And I do understand that these programs are reality TV shows. But honestly, I wish they'd do a car show where the focus was them building a car... Because in certain episodes of this series, 
of this show. They were literally like, oh, we're going to build this bit of the car. I was like, all right, cool. And then the car was finished. I was like, okay. One of the ones that really took me out of the whole thing was where they went, oh, we're going to build this car, and showed the finished product as part of the build-up to building a car. I was like, that's that's it right there. That's the finished article right there. Why would you show that at the start? Um, there's a lot of they've brought in new... I can't believe I'm going to say this, but they've brought in new characters. And one of those characters is truly one of the most annoying people, I think, ever. And they are very much a character. Uh, so, yeah, all of the stuff that I, that I want no part of from one of these shows. I want to see you build the cars, not bringing in just... Just whatever. They also did this thing, which I feel is pre basically unex unexcusable, inexcusable, whatever the word is. Um, they had a guy talking on the phone, and you could, you could tell that they basically got the same guy to do the other side of the phone conversation for the recording so they just put phone effect over his voice and got him to do the other side of the conversation mostly because there was absolutely no way they were recording the phone conversation and it sounded exactly like him but with phone effect over the top it was really bad Again, I was saying to Leanne, I feel that these, you know, these the, the people that are coming to buy, quote-unquote, buy the car are just basically actors, just characters at this point. Um, I know everyone watching Fast and Loud, the, uh, the Gas Monkey Garage show, um, off the back of that and off the back of um, Orange County Choppers, there are these weird contracts... For the people who are, again, quote-unquote, buying the vehicle, the motorbike, the car, or whatever it is, that they don't actually own it. It's owned by the company. It's owned by the, the production. Um, if you go to these places, a lot of the cars or bikes that were built on the show are in their showrooms. So it's a very strange setup. Um Honestly, I just wish we could see cars getting built. Apparently, that's too much to ask, though. Let's talk computer games. I very nearly played a, a PlayStation game last night. I mean, I didn't, but, you know, I nearly did. Uh, Resident Evil 4 VR reached a point towards the back end where I really I just wanted it finished. Not because it was bad. There is... A thing about Resident Evil games that they just don't seem to be able to stick the landing. Now, in the Resident Evil 4 remake, the uh, what, I'll, what I'll say is the bit where you go to the island. Now, if you've played it, you know what I mean. If you haven't, it's not giving anything away. Um, in the remake, it's handled a lot better than in the original. 
Now, obviously, we're playing Resident Evil VR, which is the original Resident Evil, so there's still elements of it where you're like, oh, man, the remake did it so much better. And I will say this, the island, again, no, it's not, not any spoilers, um, a game that's many years old, um, but, you yeah, know, no spoilers. The island gets really long in the tooth quite early on and just keeps going which is why in the remake it was done a lot better still a bit of a chore on them, unfortunately but um there was that whole uh, that point i wanted it finished because i felt like i was kind of ready for it to finish ready for it to end and there's an, uh, an uh, aspect or element apparently that's two words not one uh where it's weird to say, but you kind of want to start it again, you know, when you've got like cool weapons and they're upgraded and stuff like that. I also had a big pile, and by pile I mean a um, not physical, like a digital pile of games to play. So I wanted to, you know, move on to other things. As it was, I did get it finished, and as it was, I did start New Game Plus, but I had to leave it there. I basically started it, got so far, and saved it because I wanted to move on to other things. Um, it was good. It was it was fine. It's definitely one I will play again on New Game Plus. See what upgrades I can get on a second playthrough and subsequent playthroughs. So, uh, made the decision to jump back to Sniper Elite VR, um, knowing that I'd got I got a little bit stuck, and I was like. It's just one of those things. I just need to go back and put some some actual time into it. Uh, so I went back, put some actual time into it, and could not get past the bit I was stuck on. Physically, could not get past it. To the point where I was like, I think the game is saved with a glitch. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start the level again. Start it from the beginning and do it. Do it properly. So I started from the beginning and I did it properly and ended up in the exact same position. And I was like, this is this is utter insanity. Start the level, no matter what you do at that point of the level, you will fail the mission. No matter how you do it, no matter what you do, there was no rhyme or reason to why it was failing. So I looked it up online. Uh, I got a YouTube video that was a walkthrough. And the YouTube video was just somebody doing the level without a care in the world and just doing it. And the only difference I could see was they were hanging back a little bit. They weren't going up to the edge of the building. They were hanging back a bit. I was like, maybe that's the answer. So I went and did exactly the same as them and got exactly the same result as i'd been getting previously you start the level from the checkpoint and you fail the mission not at the same point in time sometimes you could play for a good few minutes before you fail other times you'd start from the checkpoint and fail the mission it was absolute insanity so I go back to the internet, but not this time to YouTube. This time I go to the internet and I do a search. 
can't get past the tower. Mission keeps failing. You know, help. And I found an article on Reddit. And somebody had written exactly the same problem as what I was having. And I was like, oh, thankfully, somebody else has had the problem. Now, if, if there are answers and replies to this, we might get somewhere. So I had a look, and there were answers and replies. And I looked through them, and they were like, oh, no, it's, it's, there's no problem. You've just got to do it like this. And I was like, well, that, that's, that's the whole point anyway. So that doesn't make any sense. Then there was another reply. Oh yeah, I know what's going wrong here. Uh, you need to uh, you need to take care of the truck. Yeah, the truck was a while ago. There's nobody in the truck. It's not like there's men pouring out the back of the truck. That's been dealt with. Oh uh, yeah, I know exactly what you've done wrong. What you've done wrong is you need to go and get the rocket launcher and use the rocket launcher to get rid of all the people. Yeah, I've tried that. And I've tried all the grenades as well. It doesn't make a difference. Oh, uh, what you've got to do is you've just got to be really good. Shoot everyone. Thank you for that one, Sherlock. I go back to the game. I try again. And at this point, it is literally just going, start the game. You failed. Start the mission. You failed. Start the mission. You failed. I was like, I I'm done here. So I was like, right, I cannot play this game. I cannot get past this bit. This has been for what is now days of trying this. I need to get a refund for this game. Partially through rage and partially because I physically cannot get past this bit. I think the, I think the game is potentially broken. No mention of that in any reviews. But I was like, this is, this is no good. Uh, Oculus decided to inform me that I can't get a refund. Because I've had it too long. Or have played it too much. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Now, I will say this. I know Oculus is part of Meta. And Meta is essentially Facebook. I'm not about to give a massive company any credit. Because... Yeah, Facebook need my endorsement, don't they? What I will say is this. I went through a process of contacting Meta. I said, here's my issue. My issue is I've got this game. I bought it way before Christmas, but it was actually a gift for Christmas, so I didn't play it until after Christmas. I've played it. I've got so far into it, and I cannot get any further. I believe that there's possibly a glitch in the game which won't allow me to progress, and I can't get any further. But you, as a company, are saying I can't have a refund. The person, and when I say person, I use that in the loosest possible terms, because I think there was some sort of amalgamation between a bot, like a help bot, chat bot, and an actual person. Don't ask me what the split was, I don't know. Person came back to me. Ask me a series of questions, not too invasive. At one point they were like, can you send a screenshot of the area you're getting? I was like, yeah, fine, whatever. They said, look, let me go and have a look at your account. I'll be back in a minute. I was like, fine. This was in the middle of the night. This was gone midnight. And I am texting someone. 
they came back and they said, look, as a gesture of goodwill, because you are a good customer, I was like, you freaking knows it. They're like, we're going to refund it. So I'm going to process that for you now, and then it's done. Do you need any other help? I said, no, that's amazing. Thank you very much. Uh, two things. One, I made a terrible error because in, early in the conversation, I told them I'd bought the game in the sale, which I hadn't. I bought the game at full price. It then went into the sale. Um, checked my account a couple of days later and I'd had a refund from them. But they refunded me the sale amount for the game <laughs> and I didn't buy it in the sale. <laughs> I bought it full price. So I was a bit like, mm, they owe me 10 quid. <laughs> do I go back to them and go, you owe me 10 quid or do I just leave it? Uh, as it is, I have actually left it because there's an element that I did feel a little bit like I was maybe pushing my luck by that point. Um, so Sniper Elite VR, not for me, I'm afraid. Um, looking at how long this has been going, I should probably speed things up. This could end up being one of the longer podcasts. Um, another game I played is Vampire Masquerade Justice. I read a review for this that said that one of the annoying elements of it is that it's just one long loading screen. Uh, I played a game not too long ago. I want to say it's called Outer Worlds. Um, first person shooter RPG type thing. Um, which I played and finished. But towards the back end was just loading screen after loading screen after loading screen and became almost unplayable. It was the weirdest thing. It was just like, oh, I've gone through a door. It's loading. Oh, I need to go through another door. It's loading. It was like, what is this game loading? I read a review that said that Vampire Masquerade had a lot of loading involved. And I was a bit like, eh, we'll see. Uh, what I can say is this. It absolutely does have a lot of loading. Um, not sure if that's an early doors kind of thing or if that's going to be throughout the game. Um, and it did what is, for me, a cardinal sin, which is I started a mission and I was going through it and I was doing all the things that I was supposed to do, going all the places I was going to go. There was a point in time where I kind of knew the game wanted me to use one of my vampire abilities. But instead I was like, yeah, I'll just go and use one of my other vampire abilities. Which backfired massively. Everything went wrong. My character got killed and that was that. Cue the loading screen. By which point I was like, oh, really? We're, we're loading again? Cool. And it's not a quick one and all that. The game reloaded and it loaded from the start of the mission. And I went, Ugh. And then I was like, do you know what? I'm good, thanks. With all your loading screens and all of your throwing back to the start of that level, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that one there for now. Um, which is, I, I do mean that. I'm, I, I've put that one on hold for a moment. Um, another game that I've been playing a little bit over the last week or so is Smash Drums. Um, I don't know if I mentioned at the time, but I realised that I needed to look at the settings because the set the height setting was incorrect. 
uh, decided to go back and have a look at the settings and change the height setting, which did have the desired effect. It put the drums at the right height uh, for me and for somebody like uh, Leanne rather than for a child, as it had been set previously. Making the game a lot easier to play and making the game a lot more fun because you can actually play it properly. And I played way too much of of a drumming game which makes me sweat out of my eyeballs and makes my arms really ache at on evenings before two sessions of climbing which in hindsight was a terrible idea um i also started assassin's creed vr i believe it's assassin's creed nexus vr um, again, another one where early in the game, a lot loading, and I'm like, oh, good, here we go again, more loading screens. As the game's gone on, less loading. So, kind of happy with that. Um, some negatives first off. Uh, Assassin's Creed is notorious for having bad mechanics. Assassin's Creed has suffered with bad mechanics since the first one and they're only just now getting it just about right as far as the mechanics are concerned let's face it uh, the, the points in Assassin's Creed 3 where you climb to the top of a building and then threw yourself off it got real old real fast um, apparently the Assassin's Creed mechanics that are a lot better now have not transposed to the VR version because they went, hey, here's a load of things you can do in VR with terrible mechanics. And I lost my shit. What's nice is I realised that in actual fact they um, have put in a kind of cool feature which is, yes, you can do it this way. But if you can't, there is another way you can do it, which is super helpful when they're like, "Hey, swing on this, swing on this pole." It's like, no, that's impossible. Don't be ridiculous. Um, there was a point where I put it on yesterday, and it was like, "Go and do this thing." I was like, "Okay, where?" Right. Just, you know, the place where you're supposed to go. I was like, and where is that? You know, the place. I was like, this is ridiculous. I'll just wander around until I found it. Admittedly, it was next door to where I was, and I just went in and found it. But there, was a, there is an element of, I was a bit like, you could do with just a touch more direction for that one, if I'm honest. Um, one thing I will say is the more I've played it, the more I've enjoyed it. Um, so far I've been through, I think I've tried the three characters now, because I think you play as, um, Ezio, which was, he was always my favourite until Edward came along. Uh, I, I've played as Cassandra, and I've played as Connor. Um... And I think it might be about to double back to Ezio, maybe. 
Um, no, I was playing as Connor and just turned it off at that point. Kind of liking it, kind of enjoying it. It's been it's been cool so far. Finally, which uh, one hour thirty on the record alone, I imagine saying finally is a blessing at this point. Uh, final game to talk about is the game Phantom Covert Ops. Another game where I read some reviews and a game that I've kind of shied away from for one reason. And that reason is is that it's supposed to be played seated, which I didn't, which I might have to look at. Um, but you're in a canoe and you never leave the canoe. And that was the thing that always put me off about the game. However, any game I see now, and any review I see, always references this game. So I was like, I might have to check it out. Uh, another game that I bought at full price because it was not going in any sales. And then a week later it went in a sale. But I hadn't played it at that point, And I'd only had it a week. So I immediately refunded it and bought it again at a sale price. Um, I saw some reviews saying... It's a great game. It's an amazing game. It's a fantastic game. The controls for the canoe are not brilliant and take a lot of getting used to. And boy, were they not kidding. I am sorry, but if your game is you sit in a canoe for the entire game, those controls for controlling the canoe better be absolutely on point there should be no question whether you can maneuver that canoe the way you want to or are supposed to that is not the case unfortunately and there is an element that says that it's just getting used to it and there is an element where i say it's just bad mechanics uh the other thing which is <laughs> It's a weird thing. It is a it is a personal preference thing. The game's a stealth game. Now, I don't mind a stealth game. I've got no issues with a stealth game. And I have no issues playing a stealth game as a stealth game. But, barring the odd contraption that it wants you to shoot, and the odd high-profile target, which in the first mission I played there was two... Giving you three guns and, uh, you know, some noise-making grenade things and expecting you to not use those guns almost at all seems a little weird to me. I imagine it's going to improve. I imagine it's going to get to a situation where there's probably a little bit more of the shooty-shooty-bang-bang, but two levels in... Not so much. Um, any of those games there that I've mentioned, apart barring Resident Evil 4 and Sniper VR, I have not played and finished, so look forward to more reviews of those. But uh, yeah, this one's been a, an absolute doozy, so I'll, I'll leave you to it. Uh, bye. So there you go, what do you think to that? A long one, I think you'll agree. But, you know, some there was some important stuff in there, somewhere, hidden, well. Thank you for watching, thank you for listening, thank you for being here. Uh, yeah, check out the website, thecookiecast.com. 
There you can find social media links and an email button, and that way you can get in touch with us. Share the podcast around. Like, share, subscribe, comment. Leave comments where you can leave comments. Share the podcast around. That's it for this one. Till next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Thank you for listening. Thank, Thank you for listening to Cookie Cast.